welcome. <laughs> Can't keep up the energy for this one. Sorry, folks. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. I'm here in studio. I'm being joined by our guy, Patrick Lyons, to discuss the Colorado Rockies splitting a series with the Cincinnati Reds that they really should have swept if they'd have had even a semi-decent bullpen. Patrick, the Rockies sweep this series easily. So on the one hand, you go, hey, they're supposed to be the worst team in baseball. They split a series. Way to go. They scored a bunch of runs. They got starting pitching. On the other hand, you're sitting there going, what the hell was that? Even halfway through that eighth inning, I think even at the end of the eighth inning, when they gave up four runs, uh, it, yep. their uh, Reds are only down by one run. Even at that point, I still thought the the highlight of the series was the bats resurgence. They're totally resuscitated after getting getting shut down against San Diego at home, surprisingly, and yet they were so huge. I thought, ah, you know what, got to give them an edge, but. No, no, not after that loss, not after the way it went down. Nobody could get outs. The team ERA over the course of this series was over 10. The whip uh, was over two. They're allowing more than two base runners, gave up 21 hits in like 15 innings. It was atrocious. And, uh, and yes, again, that's, that's and, and let's separate a little bit. Let's make sure we're very clear about who the, yes. <laughs> the arbiters of this fate were because uh, you know, Sensatella was great today. He, he was fantastic. Chichi Gonzalez was great in his outing. Armand Marquez was more than fine in his outing. So th- this was not on the starting pitching. This was entirely on the bullpen and on almost every single member of it throughout the series. I mean, you, you might look at Michael Givens and Jordan Sheffield with the two wild pitches that brought in the tying and go-ahead runs in the ninth inning, which is just inexcusable. But really, it had been that kind of thing all series from the bullpen. Walking guys, wild pitches, non-competitive pitches, just coughing stuff up. And it's brutal when the two most important parts of your team, the starting pitching and the offense, go out and play well. Even the defense was pretty spectacular through this set. And the bullpen wasn't just bad, Patrick. They were atrocious. It it might have been one of the worst performances we've seen from the bullpen in in Rockies history, which is surprising because, you know, this offseason – I, I thought that, yeah, obviously the pitching is going to be the strength of this team. Any and everyone could identify that that was going to be the strength with this rotation, even with Kyle Freeland being on the shelf. Right. It's great to see him Saturday night down in El Paso, yeah. making the start for the isotopes. He's on his way back. So that's even with Chichi Gonzalez being in there. Uh, Jolie's Chassin doing a, a decent job he for was the first fine. time in six years on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. You go, wow, okay, obviously the rotation is going to be fine, and they, and they clearly have been, but I really thought this bullpen was going to be the secret strength of the club, right? There was there was a little bit of depth with these young guys and say, hey, Lucas Gilbert maybe is going to do things from here, you know, here and there. Ben Bowden, Justin Lawrence, Jordan Sheffield, all of these guys. But now, and again, this game really encompassed it. The fact that Buddy had to go to Justin Lawrence when he did yeah. was – because he was out of options. Yeah. And the fact that Jordan Sheffield was in there 
with the game on the line to throw those two wild pitches is is not how you draw this up right, right. again jordan sheffield needs to do his job lawrence needs to do his job but at the same time as far as the team goes it's not how you draw it up in the playbook and you're they're just out of options right now and i guess daniel bard you know but he's going right now i imagine bard was not available uh, after seeing him previously uh, the last few games so but it's not like he's been great or shut down right like he's he and and he had some rough innings in this set so if you're bud black i mean who do you hand the baseball to out of that bullpen right now it's rough it's just rough rough. almonte just came back off the il carlos estevez you gotta hope you know for a quick recovery i mean at this point it's it's going to come down to looking down at albuquerque and say shoot there's somebody we need to add to the 40-man roster Zach roscup chris russin Chet that's, Smith, that's like right. all of these. I forgot about Russ. I forgot Russ is back. In, yeah. Guys that are like kind of on the on the cusp, or they've been big leaguers, but they're you know quadruple A guys because it there's enough of them not doing what they need to do right now, and and I can't put a finger on it exactly why. Obviously, they're not executing their pitches, but it's uh, it's historically bad. Historically yeah. bad weekend. And and. Uh, you know, I'm, I heard both radio and TV guys talking as I was you know, you know, here at the bar setting up for this and just saying, you know, they didn't have to get a hit. They, there was one base hit in that ninth inning, but that's what kills you, Patrick. It's like we've talked about that phrase before, make them earn it. And, you know, when the, when the Reds scored like eight, eight runs in the, it was the first game of this set, right, in that, that eighth inning when the Rockies were up 10 nothing. Uh, they at least put the bat on the ball a little bit. They went out there, they did some work, they found some gaps, they, they had some big hits, they, they did the thing. But this was just giving it away. And you can see the people here in the comments today just on YouTube just frustrated as hell at that. Like, that's, I think, what it is. Like, Noah's ready to break things. Henry's ready to trade the entire bullpen. You got people like, I get it. Because make them earn it. Throw the ball over the, over the plate. Too many non-competitive pitches. It just, it, it's funny because while this still does walk that fine line between those things you and I talked about, like young guys are hitting well, the pitching is coming along, certain future elements of the franchise look good. None of these relievers are going to be here a couple of years from now. So who cares if they're terrible? Well, on the day, <laughs> when you're watching the baseball game, that's when you care that they're not getting outs. It just it's so brutal to watch. You feel like you outplayed the Reds for 95% of this series, and you walk away right. with a 50-50 split. 100%. Yeah, you, you couldn't describe it any, any better than that. It, it's, it's a worse feeling than the Padres had, where they were looking like they were ready to, to possibly go ahead and sweep the doubleheader on Wednesday this week and, and sweep the series. And they go and they get that taken away from, or even last week where the Giants come in and say, yep, we're going to sweep the Rockies. And the Rockies ended up turning around on them and won two out of three. To your point, you're right. The Reds didn't necessarily earn it. They just made less mistakes. It's like in tennis with, with unforced errors. Right. Because that ninth inning was Jonathan India got hit by a pitch. Then you had a force out. Okay, one out runner on first base. Nick Senzel hits a single. That's it. So you have runners They're on first and second. That's in what it. was the game-winning rally? Nick Castellanos fly ball uh, advances runners to second and third. Tyler Naquin walks, so you got the bases loaded, and then you got the pass ball uh, by, by Nunez that scores one run. Um, 
to go ahead and tie the ball game. Sheffield comes in almost immediately, throws a wild pitch. Another run ends up coming in. Yeah. Gets the strikeout like two pitches later, and you're just like. That was it. Like I said on Twitter, Patrick, if I didn't know any better, I would think the Rockies were trying to lose this baseball game. There have been That's twice this year where I've been like, I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but you sure as hell could this have fooled me. This one you can't. This no. one, there's no way. That there's you no way. Right. Up. No. <laughs> You're up 6-1 going into the eighth inning. Like, absolutely brutal stuff. So we will, uh, sadly, we, we're not toasting our Breck brews or our Breck Celsius today. We're, we're drinking them in sad Sad solace. Uh, but we are drinking them down here. I've got mine down at the DNVR bar. You can see it's much larger than the one that you would get if you're not a member of the family. You should become a member of the family. Go to the DNVR.com today, right now, and subscribe. You got to get all the written content, not just for the baseball stuff. You got abs and nuggets, playoffs coming up. You're not going to want to miss out on the beautiful musings of people like Harrison Wind. Congratulations to our guy, Wind, by the way. Uh, I'm getting ready for the big one. We know how that feels out here. Uh, and also, uh, AJ Hayfley, the, the abs, everything going on. You got to get the written content. You got to get the bigger beer. You got to get the discounts on the hats, the shirts, the masks. And when you get the annual right now, we'll hook you up with a free shirt from the DNVR locker and a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out today. H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. After we send you that free 10 milligram stick of holistic goodness, totally for free just for becoming a member of the family then use promo code dmvr30 they'll hook you up with 30 percent off their cbd products which are absolutely phenomenal there and if you need a little extra money to save up for your cbd products you, you're about to go cbd shopping well save money from gabby insurance get a better insurance do it do it now that's what it stands for g-a-b-i easy to remember stands for get a better insurance is exactly what they do it's exactly what they did for me saving me over 480 bucks on the year just on car insurance our guy eric weedham saved over a grand you're paying too much for your home and car insurance i can promise you right now unless you've already used gabby so check them out it takes you less than 10 minutes. You go to gabi.com slash dnvr. No texts, no emails, no phone calls, and it costs you nothing. It just saves you money at gabby.com slash dnvr. All right, Patrick, let's, let's go. I, I think we got to the, the, look, the bullpen was terrible. I think we've made the point, right? That's really the negative in the series. A lot. I, well, let's do one other negative before we get into positive action. Trevor's story with a golden sombrero today and an opportunity late. Connor Joe yes. gets the ninth inning. I mean, there's the double right there. You've got the, all you got to do is hit a ground ball to the right side there or, or, or deep enough into the outfield. So Trevor's story really eating it at the plate right now. Uh, that was tough to see. Uh, he's just not quite there, and it's it, it's been brutal. Uh, it, I don't know. Maybe he's not playing like he's a guy that wants to get traded out of town. No, that's the best silver lining you can come up with. No, he's just struggling right now, and it and it's it's tough to see. Yeah, it's it's eerie how this uh, slump, at least for this for today, right, with the golden sombrero going zero for five, uh, looks a lot like what Nolan did at, at periods of time where. If, you know, he kind of fell asleep, it didn't matter how, how good everybody else was around him, it, it, it wasn't enough, right? And it, it, it should have been enough. Again, it was more about the bullpen blowing this game than it was Trevor Story having the 0-for-5-er and striking out four times and, and, and missing an opportunity there in the ninth. It was more about that bullpen. But, yeah, Story just struggled there, and 
there was a brief little moment that I, I need to go back and watch between him and Jeff Hoffman in that second at bat that I, I wasn't really sure what, what yeah. happened you know, between those two guys that maybe maybe I saw something I didn't think I saw uh, because it was fine after that. Yeah, I also maybe saw something that I didn't see. So if both of us saw, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. There was something. Maybe it was a look of recognition. Maybe it was a moment of, hey. <laughs> Yeah, did we see Sasquatch out there? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, between between him, you know, kind of struggling in the lineup, Charlie Blackman, you know, coming in and just half swing. Again, he's got some kind of a groin injury. Uh, We've only seen him off the bench the last couple nights. So I don't know. We could see uh, uh, him with a stint on the IL, which, you know, certainly isn't great. I know he hasn't had, you know, the best of seasons, but... Uh, you know, he gets hot at the right time and, and he's still a threat in that lineup and is doing a decent job in, in protecting McMahon and Story from time to time. So, you know, he goes on the IL and Story continues to struggle. You know, that'll be uh, that'll be a problem. But there's a lot of other guys that are have been stepping up and have been yeah. doing some things. Apparently, nowhere almost. the offense doesn't need Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman Apparently because not. they've got Joe, 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 Joe. Joe, 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 Connor, Joe, look, look, folks, you know, you know what? I'm not even going to say the thing that I've said every other time that we've talked about him about what might be in the future. Cause stop it. We don't, you know where we don't live the future. You know what we don't know the future. I know it's a big part of what we do in sports, the crystal balls. We're all so smart. I get it. Can we please just live in the era of Connor Joe for a minute? Can we bask in his glory? Sorry. Uh, to Keith, <laughs> but uh, look, this is awesome. He's playing great. Uh, another couple of big hits out there for today. Playing a little linebacker at first base, getting a nice dig, giving more of the hit. I've, I've learned that in hockey sometimes when the guy comes skating in for the big hit, and then the dude just stands there, and, and <laughs> it's the guy who thought he was going to deliver the hit ends up taking it. That was that play for Connor Joe, but. This is fun, it's exciting, uh, and we've got to just live in the moment with this guy for a while. It's, yeah, it's, it's all we have, you know? And again, the, when we get into the future, it's what we we'll have. about it and go, do you remember Connor Joe? And there's gonna be people going, no, who the hell is that? Some big prospect or actually the exact opposite in a way. Um, and you tell them the story and you go, okay, I guess you had to be there. True, yes. but guess what? Yes, we we're, are there. We're here, now. that's we're here. So for better or worse, it, it is what we've got, you know? And we've got Josh Fuentes doing something Dude. that he, he's in a class with Charlie Blackman and Dante Bichette for players who have had five consecutive multi-RBI games. Bichette in that 95 season, Charlie Blackman in 2017, and now Josh Fuentes in 2021. And, so you know, so <laughs> Bichette in a year where he was an MVP contender, despite what the defensive metrics will say. And uh, Charlie Blackman, when he put up one of the best leadoff hitting seasons of all time. And then Josh Fuentes in this year where he didn't, he had two hits in April, I believe it was. Uh, I may have, <laughs> I may have undersold him by three or four, but look at him go, man. I mean, and an impressive with that double down the left field line to drive in the first two Rockies have been down early, swung the lead back to him there, gave him a nice little boost of momentum. Um, after he's got some game winning hits in the the set, like he's just, 
again, after the rough April. Will it continue? Will it not? Who cares? Live in the moment for Josh Fuentes for a minute. Uh, as you said, his name goes in the record books alongside those two guys. You don't ever, you don't get to take it out. It sits there, right there. They were both top five MVPs in that season. Blackman yeah. was top, was was fifth in, in NL MVP voting That's in right. 2017, and Josh Fuentes won't be. But that's okay because again, it's what we have now. And you know what? He will not. You know everything. Everything we're saying about Connor Joe is true of Josh Fuentes to a degree as well. Like again, I, I've been banging the drum about Josh Fuentes at least being a thing since 2018, and. He is here. Here he is yes. now, and, and he's contributing, and he's he's a thing, and, and then some. Again, might not, might never be an all star. And again, if I had, if I was, if I was forced to say it, yeah, I will. He, he, I don't think he will be an all star, no. but it doesn't matter. He's still one of the guys. He's still one of the Rockies players. It's funny. I was looking at something today, and I thought, you know who Josh Fuentes is? Josh Fuentes is Ryan Spielberg's. Like these two Ooh, guys. Like if you think about. Mm. who they are on the field and off the field. I think there's a lot of similarity. Fuentes getting his career started maybe a little bit later, a year or two later. But personality-wise, Fuentes is a guy that you might be seeing on, you know, DNVR Sports, you know, when we get we get the rights to broadcast all Rockies games. It is coming. <laughs> right. We will have right. our own cable package at some point. Um, but but I could see Fuentes, you know, being that guy. And you go, you look at Ryan Spielberg. Totally. How many people outside of Colorado actually know who he is? Right. Maybe not not a lot, but if you are here, you know who he is. You know what he represents, uh, being being part of the 2017 uh, and and whatnot. And, and maybe Fuentes isn't necessarily a part of any uh, championship, you know, teams here in Colorado. But he's got that personality. Um, he's doing some big things on the field. Doesn't have to be an all star uh, in the books. He's he's an all star in our hearts. And and to many degrees, you know, Connor Joe right now, he might just be a, an all star in our hearts for the next couple months. We don't know what it'll be, but you know what? We just have to enjoy it because it is all we've got. If he keeps getting on base half the time, he, no, he's no, but yeah, exactly right. Like you, you got to take those things and and you do appreciate them, and you don't know where they will go. Sometimes those guys end up finding themselves into very nice ten, twelve, thirteen year long careers, and um, and they get to be like you said about Spielborgs. I love that comp because he's so unequivocally and indelibly a Rockies guy and, and Rockies fans guys. And it's not like Rockies fans look back on Spielborgs and go, oh no, yeah, he was a star player. He should have been in some all-star games. We got to, no, 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 he was just our guy. He was a great contributor to some important, good Rockies teams. And he played an important role on those teams. And I think, you know, if this team was better, I particularly think this of the Connor Joe story right now. You know, if this team was, uh, had Nolan on it and a decent bullpen and some other things, not to twist the knife for anyone listening, but look, if it was like they were in 2018 and just needed a first baseman and called up Connor Joe and he was just doing this stuff, the guy'd be a folk hero, right? All the Joe chants, all the stuff it, with a packed out a crowd. Can you imagine a packed crowd with the team actually 10, 15 games over 500 like they were in 2017? And then you put this Connor Joe into the thing and that guy becomes a legend. Unfortunately, he's doing this right now on a team that's 15 games under 500. And so you're going, well, it's a fun story that you guys have to talk about, but it, it's a great, great baseball story no matter who you are so enjoy it have fun with it yeah for, you know for Fuentes it, it does make me think like 
man, it, it, it's going to be hard to kind of fill those shoes of Spielberg's because, again, he was on the 2017. Whereas for Fuentes, if he goes and has a similar, you know, seven-year career like, like Spielberg's, Spielberg's had, um, it, it, he'll be on his way out almost when the, when the new group of guys come in. All the guys we're seeing out in Spokane and Fresno and, and the team is ready to make their next, you know, uh, run of, of postseason. He'll be ready to be team dad by years. then. He will be. He'll be the almost the Charlie Blackman like figure. And maybe yeah. he will actually be able to contribute to that next, you know, postseason club if he can hold on that long enough. And people will say, Hey, you know what? I know you want the young guy to come in. You know, whoever was drafted this year in 2021 will be a rookie at that point in five, six years, whatever it is. And you go, Yeah, but Fuentes, he's the heart and soul of the team, man. He's a spark plug, even though he's in his, you know, early to mid thirties. You know, he'll still have that value. And I think fans will you know, remember that, you know, so he, he's, he's got, he's got his work cut out for him, but this was really great to see him bounce back after really struggling for a while. Yeah. Bud, Bud, the, the ball player whisperer. I mean, this is why he's great at what he does says just the right thing. And now Fuentes is, is in the pantheon with, with black Blackman and Bichette. It's right there. Also the haircut. Don't forget about the haircut that he has. Jesus. Uh, was it Jesus? We, we need to find out if it was Jesus. Oh, that's, a, that's right. We're gonna, Our guy Jesus. We're going to have to find out. But what you just said also reminded me of, of another classic Rocky, and that was Clint Barmas. If you, those of you who watched the 2004-2005 Rockies, first of all, all of what's happening right now feels very familiar. And second of all, you'll remember when Clint Barmas was the best player on the Rockies. And you were like, okay, this isn't great but this guy's pretty good and, and he's ours and we like him and we love him and we do it. and then right after that matt holiday and garrett atkins and brad hopshaw now those guys are clearly the best players on the team but barmy was still right there contributing and doing his thing and i could see fuentes being that guy the next time this team gets good sort of being passed by by the more talented players but still being that kind of cornerstone that you go yeah but that's still our guy um and he's playing like it right now like with confidence and with a guy who's like, don't send me down to the minors. I'm not doing that. I want to stay here. Uh, and he has to right now with where he's at right now. If that was a conversation, and I'll bet you it was, I'm sure they were starting to have that conversation. They've stopped for, for right now. You can't. You, maybe Josh, maybe the front office, maybe Buddy heard the footsteps of Brendan Rogers. He's coming back. He's feeling mm. good. He's looking good in the cage. We got some video. Wow, all right, yeah, he's looking great down there in Scottsdale. He's ready to come back to Albuquerque. Uh, something's some's got to give here. You only have yep. so many spots on the field. Yep. And Joe's uh, playing well. Josh. Joe deserves to, you know, to keep his Can't spot cut Joe. right now. And now, now Fuentes, again, that's a good problem to have is when you have these guys going. And again, we're not saying like, man, the Rockies roster is loaded. <laughs> and man, it's... They, they have so many great players that they can't get rid of. No, it's just that they've got so many guys that are contributing and that can do so many things. Like, again, you look at, at, at you know, the last two days, uh, particularly last night, it didn't quite work. But the fact that you've got so much uh, positional flexibility from guys where Fuentes can, can go from third to first and McMahon, okay, now he's going from second to third base. And all right, you, you need more uh, defensive-minded player. All right, Trejo can, can go in at second base or Hampson. Uh, if you want to put Daza out in center field for defensive purposes. So there's a lot of mixing and matching, I think, that the Rockies haven't had. Um, and again, granted, you know, the, the players might not be as good as the ones they had a couple years ago. I mean, 
that's that's an understatement, right? We're talking about a playoff <laughs> club in 2018. Who are you talking about? But, I don't know what you mean. But you can you can certainly get the most out of this team as possible yeah. because you can mix and match really well. So yeah. uh, it, it will be interesting to see what happens when it does come time for Rodgers. Because oh, he's right now, after Welker's suspension, it really is only going to be Rodgers that yum. you've got to move. Unless, you know, Crone doesn't come back, Adams doesn't come back. You know, you could have somebody else, you know, possibly jumping onto the 40-man. Uh, Nick Longy is is playing pretty well down there. It's a name not too many people talk about. I say. Rightfully so, but I see you, Nick. I see what you're doing out there, Longy. Shout out. I like that. Now, you mentioned one other person I do want to discuss, putting a big smile on my face in this series who we haven't discussed. By the way, my smile brought to you by our friends over at Green Mountain Dental, located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. You gotta check them out. They treat you like family. They know their sports. They'll take care of you. They'll treat you well. They'll also hook you up with a free Sonic Care toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. But the biggest thing really is putting you at ease for that dentistry work. Uh, you've heard Michaela sing their praises. She's been to them most recently. Uh, you, you gotta believe in the reality of the situation. When Michaela brings you the news, you listen. We all listen here, but we've all got it done as well. They, they treat you well, so get it done. And again, my big smile being it's double it's brought to you by our friends at green mountain dental and also ryan mcmahon solid smile himself um he's cooled off a little bit with the bat after the hot start which we all knew was a possibility i explained to you that this guy's a streaky hitter but now i get to go forward through with the carlos gonzalez comps even further because one of the things i was reminded of while watching ryan mcmahon play over this four game set was when cargo's bat would go a little bit cold you could still get that random 480-foot bomb. We got that out of McMahon. And the defense and athleticism still helps you win games. So you wait around for the hot streaks with the bat, and that stuff is great. But meanwhile, when he goes, goes cold, Rymac does not stop contributing to wins on your ball club. He has been stupendous defensively. And I tweeted this out today, Patrick, because... Uh, at the end of the season, you know, there's going to be a highlight reel for all of his best defensive plays, like there are for any great players. You're going to find the stuff on YouTube. Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube right now. And usually when you see it, you know, I've watched Nolan and, and Trevor over the years, and after a certain number of plays, you're like, okay, you go this way or you go that way at shortstop or third base. You make the catch or you don't. You make the throw or you don't. But McMahon's making plays at third, at second. He's played one game, I believe, at first uh, where he's had some nice digs and stuff, maybe two. But again, he's going to have this highlight reel that's got him covering the entire infield for the Colorado Rockies. He's been fantastic. He has been. And, you know, he's, again, I had my concerns with, with the defense on this team uh, this year, but it, it wasn't really focused on Ryan McMahon. Uh, I, I thought he'd be fine at third base where they would leave him because he needs to be comfortable there. He is clearly the heir apparent going forward. So just let him settle in at third base because he hasn't been there for a while. Let's keep in mind. Right. There was a, there was a Someone relative else on this team playing there. third base, a certain <laughs> cousin. Um, so you know what? Let him get, you know, readjust, uh, reacclimated to third base. And guess what? He hasn't gotten reacclimated to third base, right? He's had to, he's he had just, to play all around. Yeah. But yet he has still maintained that defense. It's been essentially better than I, I would have guessed only because it's been so long right. that he hasn't been there. It's just been, as you said, like his pure athleticism has been able to shine through. And you can see that and you say, okay, wow, this guy doesn't necessarily need to, you know, 
get those reps in at third base. He's just a great defender. You know, he started at second base, kind of doing things, a little like DJ LeMahieu at times. And at third base, we're, we're finally getting getting a chance to see him do that. And and it helps that, that the other guy going over at third base is Josh Fuentes, yeah. who's incredibly solid defensively. And so both of those guys feel like, hey, you know what? We're, we, we've got this covered between the two of us. There's no, I'm better than you, you're better than me. We're trying to live up to any expectations. They're each doing their own thing. Uh, and in the process, they're, they're having a lot of success defensively. Yeah, I mean, those guys have both been fantastic. Uh, but again, the RIMAC, like, I'm not huge into DRS as the definitive thing, and uh, especially in a small sample size. That said, his DRS numbers at both third and second are like off the charts. Like he, for a while there, he was leading at third base without, and it's an, it's a cumulative stat, you, which means you know you acquire it the more you play. So the fact that he was leading the National League or maybe even Major League Baseball in DRS at third while only playing. I still think he gets the majority of his starts at third. But he's playing second today, made a phenomenal play up the middle. Um, and and Jonathan Daza, who, again, we've talked about a lot over the years. This was this had been his – if you watched him play in the minors, you're not shocked. But I saw some people going like, oh, man, why didn't anybody tell us Jonathan Daza was this amazing on defense? I'm like, well, you should listen to the DMVR Rockies podcast because there it is. But uh, more great plays for him out there today. Like you said, with, with Crone out of the lineup – they're missing one of their best bats, but the defense becomes really, really good. <laughs> yeah, the defense was the calling card of, of Daza, yet I feel like his bat has been better. Now, Look at him go. Not a lot of power. We're, we're still not seeing all of the power yet, but definitely a lot more than we saw in 2019. Uh, we're, we're, we're basically seeing almost version 2.0, in my opinion, of, of Ramal Tapia. Again, both of it those is. guys came in uh, for Tapia, what, it was 2019. He's coming into camp going, I got no more options. I, yep. I either make it here or I'm going somewhere else. And, and who knows, you know, the trajectory of, of my life and my career. And guess what? He sticks and he's, he's you know, now been, been one of the focal points of, of this offense. Jonathan Daza, same thing. And, and, you know, if I was pressed, I probably would have bet, it, bet against it and said, yeah, they're after looking through waivers. Um, someone else probably will pick him up just because his defense is that strong. So I think they're probably just going to unfortunately end up losing him. Kind of like a Mike Talkman situation where the Rockies felt like they didn't they didn't have any room uh, on the roster uh, for Talkman in 2019. So they got something for him. Um, same thing might happen to Daza, but Rodgers gets hurt. Hampson can go back and forth in field outfield. And he's been a real breath of fresh air. And he's a guy that I, I want, I kind of want to see him higher up in the lineup a little bit. Um, I mean, and, yeah. and if it wasn't for Fuentes, you know, driving in so many runs over the course of the past five games, I would have said, you need to drop Fuentes, move up Daza. But as it were, you know what? Leave it. Uh, it's It's been fine. Daza's, I think he finished the game. Uh, he's now hitting 347 right now. He's not qualified, obviously, for uh, the batting title. Uh, as uh, you know, he, he hasn't been a, an everyday regular, but... OPS of, of 802 is pretty good. It, it kind of head and shoulders of a Fuentes, who even after his huge week uh, has a 655 OPS. So <laughs> you can imagine that's that's a pretty big difference, a pretty big differential. But Fuentes just keeps doing it when he needs to do it in those those big games and his clutch. Then that's fine. Then I'm not as concerned with OPS. And again, bottom line, wins and losses don't mean the same thing. 
that they would in a normal season, right? They, they really don't, Patrick. It's funny because it's like, you know how when your ball club is good or, and or competitive and they lose a game like this, the one that they shouldn't, and you go, oh, man, uh, look back at the end of the season and you'll remember that one. Right. Well, this is the, the the polar opposite of that. If you're going for that number one overall pick and it's coming down to the end of the year, you're like, ooh, remember that game against the Reds? They definitely should have won but coughed up. Thank you for that, for getting us closer to that number one overall pick. Yeah, I, I think it's almost like the reverse is going to happen. I know you're, you're, you make a good point. I think the reverse will happen, whereas the you win. just remember the victories. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> and then you're, then you're almost mad at the wins. Yeah. You're going to go like, oh, why did – Opening day, like I get it, but <laughs> still, it would have been nice for you know get a little sweet for the Dodgers and, but yeah, it's uh, it it is a it is a strange season and I think, you know the the hyper awareness that fans have, Rockies fans are very passionate and their their awareness now is you know at, at an all time high and and it's it's interesting to 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 get their takes because uh, they they are scorching red hot. When it comes to the future of this team and, and where it should go, and the rebuild looks like, and you know, with social media, it's something that you know the organization didn't have quite as much. You know, the diehards were there, but Twitter wasn't what it was today, and uh, and, and all the other ways right. that we're able to communicate with our fans, and, and DNVR didn't exist, right? That's that's kind of a big piece of our community, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but. But but in that you know decade or so of time you know since the the last time the Rockies were were this bad, you know people are, are aware you know Rockies fans are, are very studious and, and they know and they're aware of tanking or at least they're aware of rebuilding they're aware of contracts and they understand ah hey this guy only has so many years so should we hold on to him should we not they're looking at prospects now you know they're even more rabid than ever especially with with no minor league season last year so. Uh, it, it's man, an interesting time. Not not the worst time to be a Rockies fan. No, I mean maybe it, it is. I don't know. No, it's uh, definitely it's an interesting not. Interesting time. <laughs> no, uh, there's there's definitely it's been worse. Strange to say that though, isn't it? It is strange to say that. Yeah, that I mean, again, time. it it depends on what you're looking at day in, day out. You know, for, for the wins and losses, it's going to be among the worst times for sure. I don't think they'll quite set that record again. Ninety eight is their worst overall. We'll see if they can beat that. I don't think so. Again, because of exactly what we saw this weekend. They were the better team than the Reds. They just were, except for the part where your bullpen has to pitch sometimes. So like, okay, you lose those games, but they were better defensively, they were better offensively, and they had better starting pitching, and they outplayed them for the first through the eighth inning in all four games. And so when you're just like coming down to that, um, th that's why I don't think that they'll get there. But but you're right. There's an interesting balance, and it all depends on which way they decide to go at the trade deadline. You know, do they move out some of these pieces that do keep them more competitive? A John Gray, a Herman Marquez, Trevor Story, or do they keep rolling with these guys and try a quicker rebuild around some of those pieces in the next couple of years? That all remains to be seen, and that's why, at the very least, this is fascinating and interesting to watch what happens. Where I, I felt like. In 2012, kind of 2012 to 2014, there was no way out because they also had these big, gigantic, too low in cargo contracts. And, and end of Helton. And Helton and the end of Helton. So it was just like, whatever your team is going to be, it's going to have to be successful or it's going to fail 
based on those pieces, right? And as we sit here today, it's like, there's no one on this team who necessarily has to be here two years from now. There's plenty of guys who can be, and, and that'd be fun and great. And hopefully one of them is Connor Joe. Uh, but we really, if it goes the other way, fine. They at least have the ability to roll out a completely different and theoretically far more competitive team, if not by 2022, certainly by 2023, if that's the, the way they choose to, because we've talked about no bad contracts, whatever else. We'd like to see them grow a little more sustainably for the future, which takes a little longer to do. And like you said, it'll be interesting to see how the fans respond to that. But I think the thing that's got me excited about it is just the possibility. It just seems like for any other time in the, this franchise's history when they've been terrible, they've also been stuck. And they're not stuck right now. Like, there are a few things they probably should do, but even if they don't trade Trevor's story and, and they just get the compensatory draft pick, and they can't bring him back in free agency and all they get is the money to sign someone else, it's not great, but it's not the same as having to pay $30 million a year to somebody who's hurt all the time in perpetuity. And, <laughs> sure, and what will be interesting, again, depending on who the next GM is, uh, assuming the Rockies don't already have him in place, uh, in, in interim GM Bill Bill Schmidt, is that no chance? And, and this and this is one of the things that happens with tanking, and and whether they tank or not is 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 moot. But one of the elements of it is you can be very creative, and as you've been talking about a lot more recently, is uh, this idea that they don't have a lot of money on the books. So you go, oh, they can go out and sign some free agents. Why? Well, what, what's, yeah, what's the point don't, of that? Yeah. What, what you can do is you can work a deal out where the Yankees go, we were so stupid. We shouldn't have acquired Giancarlo Stanton. His contract is atrocious. So look, we will trade him to you, Colorado, and we're going to give you $175 million and because you still got to pay his contract. And really, why would you even want to do that? Because you're in a rebuild, but we're also going to float you a couple pretty big prospects. Yeah. That is the type of creativity they need. I'm in on this. GM, and one of the things now. that you can do when you have the flexibility, when you go, you know what? The future is still a couple years off. And whether you play Stanton or not is kind of besides the point because I don't think he's really blocking anybody. Bring in a couple of tickets, on. sell a couple of jerseys, watch him hit a couple of 500-foot home runs, and who cares if he strikes out 40% of the time and is terrible the next couple of years otherwise. Like, dude, I'm in on this so hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if if – you know, we were in year two or three of this, you know, rebuild or whatever you might want to call it. You know, you called the Angels and go, look, hey, we were totally. wearing Pujols wearing purple, you know, breaking a couple records in our uniforms, sell a couple shirts, you know, sell fans some are shirts. Gonna be happy. Why not? You go, it's it's a fun little distraction. I mean, ultimately, it, it is what Dick Mofford has been doing in those down years of, look, we got some big names here. And again, they are the homegrown names or they're the familiar names that Rockies fans know, like Walker, Tulowitzki, Helm, uh, Arenado, and whatnot. But, you know, if you go outside the organization and, and get an older player like that, that still has some milestones and some history to get in, why not? Go for it. Let's let's get our eyes set on the, the third Hall of Famer that's a representative of the Rockies, right? We know Helm will eventually get in. The cousin will get in eventually. Let's think about the next guy. Maybe it's Miguel Cabrera. Maybe you bring him in and the Tigers say, hey, we got a little farm system. We're ready to contend. So in on these. <laughs> Maybe Any of Colorado, them. throw some couple of prospects. Tarek Skubal. Yes, I said it. 
Tarek Skubal. Um, you made up. you made that up. No, I didn't. Look When's jo- Joey Votto still got a couple of years, right? Votto's always He's been one of those guys. I've been like, I wonder yeah. what he would. What he would 16 do. more years, I think, are left. I left on that contract. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly right. So it's it's in the back half. It's in the back half of that deal since there's only 16 years left. Well, as always, we, if you disagree with me about whether or not the Rockies are going to lose 100 games this year, you can always get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and put your money where your mouth is. I see you're all very confident out there on Twitter. You know what's going on. You know what's happening when it comes to your Colorado Rockies or baseball in general or uh, certainly, I would assume you bring the same kind of confidence to the basketball and the hockey stuff. And the best way to show it off is to put a little bit of money where your mouth is. It's absolutely the best way to make sure that the sporting watching event of your choosing is more exciting and potentially a little bit of profitable. You can fatten up your wallet. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on the main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly. That's code DNVR to turn $1 and $100 on the select main card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Patrick, it's more against the San Diego Padres as the Colorado Rockies have to go back to stinking California because they play in the wrong division. Uh, <laughs> they will, however, have John Gray on the mound to start things off. Uh, Austin Gomber to take the ball after that. Chichi Gonzalez who's been surprisingly not terrible, <laughs> will go after that. And then they head off to Arizona. Anything you're watching for for this set in San Diego? I, I'm going to keep my eye on if this offense can Something, uh, be right? competent. Be yes. Competent. Again, we, again, we know the splits. We know what it's like going to Coors Field it's so somewhere hard. else. Uh, but the bats were so lively that – some of it has to stick around. Now, the only problem is you, you, you mentioned all the Rockies starters, the, the Padres starters. I got you TBD, Darvish, TBD, Blake TBD. Snow, Joe Musgrove. Oh, that's better that, than, the, than the letters. I just had TBDs that now that you put names to it, that sounds much more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Well, Blake Snell has not been you know, terribly impressive He's yet. Been hit Darvish and Joe Musgrove is, is something. And then, then you got, you know, Bumgarner coming in. To town next week. I imagine he will not do any off-roading uh, this this time around in Colorado. But I, I'm going to be looking for the bats to just stay consistent and and making contact. Like again, that's 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 one of those defining lines is just swinging and missing way too often on the road. And they can just cut down the strike uh, strikeouts with the ball in play. Something can happen. Something can happen, and and it's going to need to happen against yeah. you know some strikeout artists that the, the Padres are throwing in the next three games. Yeah, uh, I, I was on, I think it was, uh, it was Altitude Radio the other day, and somebody actually texted in because I was, believe it or not, I was going off about Rymal Tapia. And uh, I got somebody yeah. out there who's listening. Yeah, yeah. right? That, does it, that sound like something I would do? And, you pronounced the right this time, too. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> and someone texted in, you know, what, what is it? Why, why Tapia? And, and we were talking about the, the hangover effect, and, and Scott Hastings and Ryan Harris were saying, you know, can you explain this to us? And I was like, yeah, if you've got 
five to 10 hours of your life that you just want to sit still and listen to me talk. But other than that, it's, it's very complicated. Uh, but someone texted in, you know, what? Well, can you explain why Tapia, why does he hit on the road? And I, you know, in the shortest amount of time I could possibly just go, he makes contact. He just cares about making contact. He subscribes to the most old school hitting philosophy in the history of baseball, which is when you put the ball in play, good things happen, right? You talked about Jonathan Daza earlier and wanting to see him move further up in the lineup. He's doing that. I'd love to see the Rockies go out there. And especially if Trev needs a day and Trev looks like he needs a day. Um, sit him down, but then have your top three guys be like Tapia, Hampson, Daza. I know Jonathan Daza, who's hit one home run in his career, batting third, seems like a joke for your team, but don't strike out. Like, put the ball in play. Go out there on the road with the contact approach because home run hitters, their first couple of games away from Coors, But these guys, I want to see what these young guys who are focused on this can do. So I'm with you. Like Daza, uh, Connor Joe, you can't move him out of the second spot. You can't mess with Connor Joe. <laughs> but I, I want to I see what those contacts are. You him lead off. I, I don't know. Why not? If he's going to draw a wall Clean every up. time he comes up. Clean up. Yeah, Tapia, you know, Tapia is, is almost slump proof at this point because he just puts the ball in play. It, yeah. It's the same thing with speed. They say speed doesn't, you know, take a day off, right? You, you can't slump. You're on first base. You steal second base. You don't. You don't go to stolen base slump. You're you're fast. <laughs> right. That's it. You can just take a bag like that. And so Tapia has that skill set. And I think Daza's. You know, he's he's approaching that. He's he's working on that. I, I imagine yep. he is. You know, to some degree, almost abandoned his power and said, "Look, I, I just get put the ball in play. Do that." Tapia did that for a while too, where he kind of abandoned his power because he was striking out too much and said, "Ah, oh, you know what? I need to just go put the ball in play. This is this is what's being taught." to me and and this is what I should do I need to trust my coaches and it's it's paying off and and the the power is is slowly coming it's developing and even if it doesn't come again if you have a career of Juan Pierre that is that is something to behold that that was a leadoff coach. hitter on a team that won a world series I watched him do it <laughs> yeah you have the career of Juan Pierre you didn't have the career of Carl Crawford and you go oh yeah but he had power and he had a $100 million contract. He was hurt at the end of his career. That's, but regardless of that, huh. you go, oh, man, I would love to be Carl Crawford. Yeah, but if you were Juan Pierre, you still had a damn good career. I'm I'm going to get on some baseball reference pages really quick just because that's such a – People don't talk about Carl Crawford too much, do they, anymore? People uh, forgot. People a forgot career 105 OPS plus for Carl Crawford. So, like, we think of him as, like you said, now in his prime, I mean, you look back at these years, 2005 to 09, where he's 105, 112, 113, 117, 116, 135. He had some years in there where he could, the raking really made it. But, but you're right. Like, Juan Pierre, now his OPS plus is going to be lower, but his career batting average and all those things, and yeah, that's really fascinating. Like, that, that, that goes back to our, who would you rather have Raimel Tapi or Dom Nunez, right? And we've seen the best and worst of Dom Nunez in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, people, oh, it's so brutal. And he strikes out and he has these moments. Rough defensive game today. You're not going to see that too often from him. But you have the strikeouts. You have a guy who hits 200, on base is 300, slugs 550, but strikes out 30% of the time. And, his, you know, he's going to get love for the, for the slugging. Whereas Tapia, again, and you said it today, and I don't know that I've ever said this phrase exactly this way, and I need, I mean, need to make sure that I write this, and it's understood. 
as a starter in professional baseball, that goes back all the way to the Dominican League when he was 16 years old, Raimel Tapia has never been in a hitting slump. Ever. Nolan Arenado goes in hitting slumps. Charlie Blackman spent the first month of the season in a hitting slump. Trevor Story's in a hitting slump right now. Strike out four times in a game. I don't know that Raimel Tapia has ever. I would, I would actually, I would put down five bucks on DraftKings Sportsbook right now and say that Raimel Tapia has never struck out four times in a baseball game. Slump proof. That's wild. I, 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 I'm done. I don't want to podcast anymore because I just want to look at stats right now. <laughs> I just want to look at Ryan Meltapia's game log to find out if, if, if that's true. I mean, hey, it'll be interesting. We, we've, uh, we've, we've gone off the rails to the point where we're comparing Tapia to Mike Trout. <laughs> hey, what about Mike Trout? How many four strikeout games has right. he ever had in his career? What's his worst? What do you, what do you, you, know, what do you think? Game? How many do you think? I would I would Trout bet single did. digits. For Raimel Tapia? For for Mike Trout having struck out four times and I would bet under five. He's played nine years, struck out four times okay. in a game. I would say I would put the under over under at four and a half. Oh, I'll take the under. I was gonna say and maybe once. Maybe once. Maybe once, yeah. That's wild. We're going to have to get on his, the rest of the show. is just going to be Patrick and I on baseball reference, typing in people's names. And- Talking about box scores. Like, okay, here's a game from Kansas City. He struck out three times, and then in his last at-bat, they intentionally walked him because first base was open. But had he faced Wade Davis, um, that's it, it's yeah. interesting. Wade Davis that- blowing one today. Do you see that? <laughs> so okay, if you're the Rockies, Back the Royals. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. If if you're out there going, oh man, this is just as bad as when we had Wade Davis. You are technically exactly correct. Yeah, we 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 did have a, a comment by someone, Todd, pointing out about a certain cousin uh, hitting a home run right at the end of uh, the Rockies game. And okay, hey, these <laughs> things these things are going to happen. He's a very good ball player. Uh, He's going to continue to be. Has he gotten hot? Three three games, three home runs? Sounds about right. I need him to get that MVP. I told y'all. Put money down on that. Um, Ian Anderson had a no-hitter into the seventh inning. You asked me the other day. No kidding? Double down. Seriously? I said, I said Ian Anderson might have the next no-hitter. Pretty darn Who close. else took one, next start. took one into the eighth the other day? Too many no hitters. Everyone. Man. It's not. It's not there's you, no such thing no. as too many no hitters. <laughs> what does it mean? I mean, oh, there's a lot of guys taking it late in the games. Okay, great, but then they don't finish the job. That okay. goes to show you how hard it is. It's still special, man. Take it. You're right. Take You're it. right. No one said there's too many. Well, people would say there's too many home runs. I a couple did. Years ago, I thought there was too many. Home, like that was too many home runs. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It, it was a bit much. But again. <laughs> Homers get hit in a game, whereas no hitters are. That's it's comprised. You're right. It's Twenty-seven outs. Right. It's it's a special thing. I get it. I understand the idea behind it, but bring it on, man. Bring it on. Why yeah, not? I just there, there were a couple. There were two balls today off the bat that I thought were gone. Senzatella almost hit a home run. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. In that big inning. Tony Senza turned on one, and then uh, when I thought the Rockies were going to blow at the inning earlier in the in the eighth, when they couldn't get out of that, and I believe it was not Senzel, it was Jesse Winker off the bench. 
a pinch hit opportunity. Runners at first and right. third, they were still down by one, and he drove oh, one to center field, and I was like, that's out. <laughs> and kind of died in the middle of the outfield in Hampson's glove, and I was like, well, I guess it's not 2019 anymore, but mush ball. It wasn't a marine layer today. It was, it was a mountain layer. I don't it know was really bizarre. A unique environment at no, Coors Field. You're not going to see that kind of misty, damp, but not cold. It's really not that cold out, but that, that was unusual as well. Um, it was an, almost an outdoor humidor, dare I say. There. Right? Keeps the ball down, keeps it very moist, a little heavier. Get rid of all that Coors humidor. nonsense. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, and, and, and again, you, you got to feel for the starting pitchers in the set that's the, the last point that i kind of make before we we got out of here is like it's tempting to just kind of look at the era of the 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 team throughout the set and go man the rockies really can't pitch but it's like those starters really put in the work and to see it all undone so quickly is brutal i hope we don't see too much more of Chassin's starting games but even he was fine uh, and these other guys, you you got to feel for them. So, again, we'll watch as John Gray, Austin Gomber, Chi-Chi gets back out there. Marquez, we're still looking for the best of him. Freeland hopefully is on his way back. But you just got to go out there as a starter and not think too hard about what happens once you hand the ball to the manager. You 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 brought it up. You said, you hope you don't see Chassin too many more times. You know, you want the rotation to stay healthy. Hopefully Sensatella is good. Again, looked fantastic in seven innings, only one earned run. Oh, he was um, so good today. You know, he looked good the other night, but he looked he looked very good today. Um, Freeland should be on his way back. How many more starters do you think the Rockies will have for the remainder of the year? How many oh. new starters I should say? Not including Freeland. So you're like, okay, we can get a Rollison start, we can get a Derek Rodriguez start. I think Rollison I'll say I'll say two more. No, yeah, Rollison will be the one, and then there will be an X factor. There will be some rando game that has to be started by Antonio Santos or whatever, just because. Jose Mujica, do we see him? Yeah, Mujica could get in there. Castellani, is he going to get an opportunity? Did he? He's already started one, right? Oh yeah, he started a he's doubleheader. Yeah. Because there's no one else they can call on. I mean, who who else are you even putting I mean, in the call right, to Dan right now, Winkler? <laughs> the only other two guys that we, we haven't mentioned that's, that's Eddie Butler up the, the ice topes rotation is Jack Weinkoop and Brandon Gold. Weinkoop's okay. He was a Wine six okay. Uh, he, I like him a little bit better than, than Brandon Gold. And then, yeah, you'd have to look down in, in double A and, you know, Garrett Schilling's probably the only, you know, somewhat decent option outside of Ryan Ralston. So, but Chris Russell, does Chris Russell get a start at some point? I mean, again, you're, you're Chris Russell threw a complete game <laughs> shutout at Coors Field. I was there. <laughs> like, can you, like, imagine to like pick some rando lefty reliever off of any other team and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy threw a complete game shutout in the most offensively friendly environment in all of baseball. Chris Russell did that. <laughs> baseball did. is a weird, wild game, man. Yeah, I think the rotation has been uh, not lucky isn't the right word, but they've it, been healthy. Like, yeah, Freeland. Yeah, shoot, man, when he was when he's holding his shoulder there, you just thought like that's that's probably it. That could be it for the year. It could be for his career, but it's probably more likely closer to a year. And no, he's 
he's back. Like it, it, it's amazing. I, I can't wait to, to see him back at Coors Field and, and talk to him about what his, you know, recovery was like. But um, outside of Sensatella, the, the 10 games uh, or, or the 10 day on the IL, they've been, they've been lucky, right? Like, I mean, a lot of rotations have been banged up. I mean, it, it, it just happens. And yet Rockies have been relatively healthy, knock on wood. So, you know, I, hopefully you're right. We, you don't see too many more Chassin-esque starts or chess, uh, players of Chassin's ilk, if you will. Now that sounds Apparently worse. they need him in the bullpen. Players of Chassin's ilk. Of, of, of the ilk. Well, um, the ilk, as I tweeted, I think it was after the first game, and as it turned out to be prescient for the entire series, Patrick. The offense, fantastic. The starting pitching, very good. And the bullpen, out beyond the fence and right center field. Because <laughs> their play on the field doesn't leave much to be discussed. Well, not in a positive way. If, you, if you're living by the mantra, don't say anything, if you don't have anything nice to say, then you can't say anything about the Rockies' bullpen in this series. We'll keep watching them. We'll keep having fun with the young players doing well with the starting pitching, and we'll keep watching those eighth and ninth innings to see just exactly how they can invent new ways to lose baseball games. You got to be with us for all that stuff. You don't want to miss it. We're learning. We're learning about the history of baseball and entirely inventive new ways. We got to check on the history of of when was the last time both the tying and go-ahead run came in on wild pitches in the ninth inning. That's, I mean, that's bad, and that does not happen often, so... Historically bad is your Rockies bullpen. Uh, So keep hanging out with us, even though it can be uh, frustrating at times. It can be fun at others, especially when you're bringing along your Breck Brew and Breck Celsius. We really do appreciate each and every one of you for joining us, subscribing to the DNVR.com where you get access to all the written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks, a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar, the Discord channel. And you get that free shirt and the free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness all just for becoming a member of the family today. And of course, you got to follow everyone on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at Michaela E. Perkins, and at DNVR underscore Rockies. We do appreciate each and every one of you watching this and hanging out with us, despite the fact that the Colorado Rockies keep trying to convince us that maybe they're trying to lose. I don't know. If, if they are, they're doing a fantastic job out there. So keep joining us for that hunt for the number one overall pick. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. <laughs>